Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Welcome, Auburn, into the Friday edition of Sports Call Live on Tiger 95.9, the Tiger.fm, and the Tiger Communications app. I'm Ryan LaVoy with Brant Daughtry, Cam Berry, and Brooks Childress here on this sunny Friday afternoon. A shortened show today. It'll be just two hours long. Auburn softball taking on Mississippi State in Stark Vegas. That one set for 5.30 first pitch, 5.15 airtime. And so we will be getting off the air at 5 o'clock uh, to make way for that. Big weekend for the batted ball sports as Auburn softball goes to Starkville. As just mentioned, Auburn baseball hosting South Carolina and might be uh, the weakest team that Auburn plays left on the SEC slate for the baseball team, and that one is at Plainsman Park this weekend. So we'll talk a little bit about those. We'll also talk some Braves. We'll also have birthdays and sports, as we always do, nightly TV guide at the end of the show. And again, just two hours today on this Friday edition of Sports Call. It's Ryan, Brant, Cam, and Brooks here this afternoon. Fellas, hope you guys are doing well. Yeah, pretty good day today. Been on the show now, like, every day this week, so I just feel like I'm, I've been giving a – a daily update on how I've been pretty much, but uh, enjoyed some NBA basketball last night, of course. Um, Brant and I talked a little bit about it yesterday. Um, man, I don't know if there are any uh, Timberwolves fans out there listening, but I feel for you. I'm so sorry that that happened. Um, but Warriors took a 3 0 lead against the Nuggets, and there's one more I'm missing. What was the last Utah one? Utah and Dallas. Utah and Dallas. I did not watch that one, actually. Um, but Dallas got the win, so behind uh, Jalen Brunson, no Luka Doncic still, um, but Jalen Brunson's holding it down. Yeah, I'm doing good. Uh, happy to be here. Uh, I hosted the show for the first time yesterday. That was a lot of fun. Woo. Uh, I say, did you have fun? Yeah, I, yeah I, did, I did have fun doing it. Uh, there's a lot more to worry about, I guess, but you know, not, not necessarily a bad thing, but had a great day, had a great show. Uh, big shout out to Luke Flurry and Canberry for helping me out with that because it uh it would have it would have <laughs> been kind of nuts so uh <laughs> yeah big thanks to that and yeah uh, some nba basketball last night that i did not watch a single second of uh because i was Ooh. just like ah, i'd rather do something else right now Ooh. um I, I will watch the hawks play um in in game three of the heat tonight so hopefully we get a win yeah hopefully hawks I'm can worried. get a win because going down 3-0 would be bad <laughs> so yeah, having a great day. Hope everybody else is doing well out there, and uh, can't wait to spend the next two hours with you. Yeah, you mentioned uh, going down 0-3. No team has ever won a series in the no. NBA after going down 0-3, so no, uh, detrimental indeed. De- detrimental to the Hawks and to my health. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so a uh, little bit of uh, a news to get through today. I guess you guys uh, broke it yesterday. Uh, Coach Mickey Dean uh, signing a four-year contract extension for Auburn softball. Gotten a chance to speak with Coach Dean throughout the season, and, and clearly this team 
uh, has been up and coming. It was a, a rough year last year, although they still did make the NCAA tournament. But this team, full of young players, uh, with a lot of energy and, and hitting a lot of home runs this year. And uh, they are one of just five teams in the SEC to still be in single-digit total losses for the season and still have an opportunity to, if they can win these last few series, host a regional. They're still in the, in the top 20, obviously the top 16 teams or so, uh, or top 16 teams will host regionals. So uh, that was some news yesterday. Uh, also, you guys, I think, previewed a little bit the – Smith Station and Central Phoenix City game. Smith Station was officially eliminated the other day uh, from making the state tournament, but uh, they did play Central yesterday, and we had that coverage on 93.9. Me and Brooks were running around like madmen trying to get the broadcast on air on time, which (laughs) we failed to do. Uh, We got in the bottom of the first inning because we were having to run a power cord and uh, wonderful things, but it was a very beautiful ballpark and a beautiful day, and Enjoying great weather. It's going to be great weather to go out to any ballpark if it's high school or college this weekend. Um, and then also you got, uh, speaking of baseball, you got Braves in action on uh, on tonight back at home, second home stand of the season. Um, so a lot of uh, outdoors things to do here. Also today is Earth Day. We will get to birthdays in sports in a little bit, but there's a, a birthday. One of my best friends' birthday is today, so I'll shout that out a little bit later. So, uh, a so lot. An Earth Day birthday? Earth, Earth Day, Day birthday. birthday. Yeah, we love that. And uh, Brooks Childress might or might not have a, a big Earth Day next year, and I'll tease that and leave it alone as he's not in the studio right now. But uh, yeah, he uh, or, or we, uh, we've got a lot to, a little things to talk about. I'm, uh, I, I guess I was going to save this, but I'm going to my first ever race this weekend. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's gonna be awesome. NASCAR left turn. (laughs) Um, Yes, on this track. Yes, Um, (laughs) I I get very offended when people usually say that though, but I will let it pass. But uh, (laughs) um, it's about speed. It is, and there's also (laughs) other tracks. So, um, but uh, anyway, these cars can turn to the right. Yeah, they they, (laughs) every now and then they do turn to the right. But uh, yeah, I'm excited about that. That's uh, going to be a ton of people. I've never, never been to a NASCAR race before. Uh, Brooks wants me to have like a GoPro on uh, that uh, shows all my reactions to anything and everything that could happen. And Brant and I want you to dress a certain way. And yes, you do. Yeah, we do. And uh, we've been throwing out pretty good ideas. I think pretty good. <laughs> he's but, pretty. He's pretty set on the on the pants thing. Yeah. But we really we really want to see if we can talk him into some cut jeans, <laughs> you know, and then wear and and then he's got a Bud Light polo, so he's gonna rock that, and then a nice baseball cap, you know. I I, I, I want him in nice. boots and I want a cutoff shirt. I, That's my thing. I want boots, I want a t shirt that you've cut the sleeves boots, off of, not a tank top. Boots, cut off crop top, right? Sleeveless crop top, and then. <laughs> Cut jeans. How do, you, how do you feel about a crop top, Ryan? Uh, I feel like a it's s- not going to happen. A sleeveless right, crop, that, crop top. Listen, crop me neither. Top. But yeah, there was a time. There was a time where I was the big dude rocking crop tops. Uh-huh. There was a time in my life it. where I did that. Not anymore. It. Yeah, I'm pretty consistent in the things that I wear, and um, <laughs> you know, I don't really have. Even though I'm, I'm really big into NASCAR these days, uh, and used to be. I, I went through a four or five year period where I kind of faded out of it. But as a kid, I was, and and now I am again. But I really don't have any NASCAR-centric stuff. I really don't. Um, but you go to Goodwill and find some stuff for uh, Plato's Closet, maybe. Possible. Maybe find some T-shirts. I bet they have a whole bunch of stuff. Very possible. 
Um, but so I, I might stick out a little bit on Sunday, and that's quite okay because I do not want to get sunburned. So that's why I'm wearing the long pants. <laughs> and uh, I'm surprised, I, and I know people that have gone to Dega know this, but I don't know if, if you guys would be surprised by this. You'd be surprised at how much you can actually take in to the to the racetrack. You can take in coolers, backpacks, oh, oh I bet, yeah. Um, yeah. drinks, food, and all that. And I'm a little surprised just because. A, you know, everyone at, at big stadiums now is getting more into security, and you can't take in these anything but clear bags. But also, yeah. I'm surprised you can take in your own drinks. You know, like that's a that's a Dang. lot of concessions, uh, concession dollars that are going out the door by being able to take in whatever. So as long, you can't be like maybe glass bottles, the, but maybe that's one of the beauties of NASCAR. Maybe so. Uh, but we're gonna I'm gonna give you guys a full detailed report. I will. Uh, yes. I will left turn out of this conversation <laughs> for now left turn. Uh, because I'm sure I'm boring the, the populace and they want to hear about uh, Auburn things and other things. But, uh, yeah, we will we will talk about it all. Uh, we continue to have uh, transfer portal news and, and uh, college football recruiting news. It's just that time of year uh, where spring practice is wrapping up. More people are going in the portal. Uh, I think I saw that Auburn is uh, in the mix for four-star running back that might be – uh, that just got crystal ball to Auburn. Oh, yes. Um, so it, it just uh, it's year round, and we try and mention it at least year round, even though there are certainly lesser times than others. But I was reading something today about uh, Matt Luke, who uh, was the head coach of Ole Miss, obviously before Lane Kiffin was O line coach at Georgia here the other year, and how he just got out of college coaching um, recently because it's just too much of a year-long grind now. Absolutely. Um, it was already enough to have yeah. to recruit 17, 18-year-olds 10, 11 months a year. Now you got to recruit, recruit your own team yeah. and other teams and all the teams. So, I, you know, how would you guys feel? I, I know, look, it's a unique situation because really most people do have 12-month jobs. I mean, it's not yeah. like to say your job's year-round. It's not foreign knowledge i mean you know you have certain jobs that are maybe just nine months or something like that or seasonal slower periods right but with this job it's just like you are putting up with a certain kind of drama i feel like all the time i don't know how how would you guys feel about not really ever having a break in talking to young people and saying hey i've got to consistently tell this 17 year old why it's great to be here. I've got to yeah. consist- consistently tell this 20-year-old why you should stay here, and I've got to try and knock on the door of this 20-year-old that I didn't get three years ago, but I'd like to get now because he doesn't want to be there anymore. How would you guys handle situations like that? I mean, I think you it, – it definitely adds a new element. Yeah. You know, and, I've, and, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of the transfer portal. I understand that it is out of control, but I think that forcing a kid to stay there when – He's not going to get playing time. He doesn't agree with the coaching. He's the coach that he signed to play for is now gone. Uh, I, I'm all for allowing a kid to transfer in uh, and yeah. the the one time transfer rule. Perfectly fine with that. The graduate transfer rule. I'm perfectly fine with. Uh, it adds a different element to coaching, and you either got to figure it out or you're going to get left behind. You know, yeah. and that's but that's been college football for the past 50 years like the game has been evolving on and off the field you got to figure out how to keep up yeah or you're you're just you're not gonna you're not gonna hang around so the transfer portal is just the latest in a long line of evolution i don't think it's the last thing but you know there it's it's just the newest i do think there could be some adjustments though um in the sense of you know maybe there'd be a period after spring practice where you you know 
you can you can enter the portal um i i don't agree with students leaving in season i feel like that's not something that you know is beneficial to really anybody um you're you're first of all you're transferring in the middle of the semester so you're entering the transfer portal i feel like you have to wait anyway until after the semester's over you know to even make the move anyway because your credits have to transfer and all that stuff they don't just allow you to just transfer in the middle of the semester anyway so i feel like it should at least be like a by by a semester basis something like that maybe they can be recruited you know just i say in the period after maybe after the season you know right after the football season ends right after spring 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 practice ends maybe after the summer you know ends as well but other than that you know maybe that would help kind of kind of make it easier for the coaches to to go along with it so that it's not a year-round thing so that i mean everybody deserves a break whether you know obviously you love the sport you're coaching you're doing everything obviously you love it you love what you do because you wouldn't be in it if you didn't love it but everybody everybody likes a break everybody likes a vacation everybody likes to do stuff like that so it's totally understandable where you'd want to you know take a take a break well and, and talking about doing what coaches love to do i can promise you the aspect of their job that they like the least is trying to yeah can it convince and yeah. barter with students that are already kids. a part of their yeah yeah team. to, to yeah. go to your school they want to develop those young men to becoming young men and yeah. good people on on the field and off the field they don't want to have to you know be saying well we can get you fifty thousand yeah, at your so. local you know yeah target if you come to us and blah 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 and so uh, it is pretty taxing, and it's you know as Brant pointed out, it's ever evolving. It will evolve some more, but I do think, Cam, to your point, that there's going to have to be some sort of timeline yeah. or some sort of restrictions, and we're all trying to figure out what it should look like and that sort of thing. But it can't be a free for all all the time. No, you it's, know, it's, it's it's too much. It's too much, man. There's already a whole bunch of recruiting going on. Just to add that other level, it, it's. I, I can understand the frustration. I can definitely see it. Yeah, I, I absolutely understand why people are frustrated. At the same time, you know, it's I've said this before, the product does not exist without the players. Of course not. It absolutely does not exist. So the players, first and foremost, have to be taken care of. And I, I understand these kids are 17, 18, 19 years old getting in here. They make impulsive decisions. I think that's a part of life, too, is learning from those mistakes. As a football coach, you can't get in the way of a kid learning and if a kid learns by screwing up and transferring out when he shouldn't have then that's a life lesson he's going to have to learn that has nothing to do with football it has something to do with football but you know it's it's absolutely a catch-22 i don't think there is a 100 percent right answer uh it's just where i'm standing right now um it's it's too late to go back on i know that you've you've opened this can of worms you've opened the nil deals and there will be some kind of regulatory thing done, but I blame the NCAA for letting it get this far. They caused the chaos, so the labor needs to be paid. There we are. Here we are. Pandora's box open indeed. Talked about it a lot, and I'm sure we will continue to talk about it a lot. Let's take our first commercial break of the show today. On the other side, birthdays and sports. This is the Friday edition of Sports Call.
Want to know how easy it is to listen to our show? All you have to do with your Amazon smart device is say, Alexa, play Sports Call Auburn. We're done paying the bills. Now back to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Welcome back to the Friday edition of Sports Call, Tiger 95.9. Ryan Cam Brandt, soon to be Brooks, company business. Last time the four of us were on the show, it was a Friday, and it was a couple weeks ago. That was a fun Friday. And uh, it was a very fun Friday. And uh, I, I don't know, I might just irrationally try and set up the same conversation, even though it doesn't really apply to it. had like, an amazing <laughs> monologue. Um, I remember I was going to uh, state a little bit more news uh, for Auburn uh, than what was just mentioned on the other side of the break. The other bit of news today other than uh, the, the Mickey Dean news from the end of yesterday, was uh, Auburn basketball has a, a game scheduled this fall now with Washington. Uh, that will be the return trip for a game that Washington came to Auburn Arena uh, at, in 2018, 2019, something like that. Yeah. Washington was 17-15 and 15 last season, missed the NCAA tournament, so a, uh, a little below average uh, major conference team. But Auburn will go to Seattle for that one with Washington, a non-conference game all the way on the other side of the U.S. So uh, we will talk a little bit more Auburn basketball when the time comes, when we have more transfer portal news there. And so far, so good as far as keeping the guys that we thought might be borderline into leaving the roster pretty full at the moment. Just a couple more scholarships left. Uh, So we'll keep an eye on that when when Auburn decides to fill those. So let's get to this part of the program. It's time for today's Birthdays in Sports. Birthdays in Sports here on April the 22nd. First up, Marshawn Lynch turns 36. Beast mode. Exactly. Former NFL running back nicknamed Beast Mode. There you go. For his powerful running style, most famously known for his Beast Quake run in the 2011 NFC wildcard game against the New Orleans Saints. I love that. I we will love that indeed. Love Marshawn for that. Selected 12th overall in the 2007 NFL Draft by the Buffalo Bills out of California. Super Bowl 48 champion with the Seahawks. Five-time Pro Bowler. First team All-Pro. First uh, team second All. Excuse me. First second team All-Pro. And then two-time NFL rushing touchdown leader. Member of the 2000s NFL All-Decade team. While at Cal, Lynch was a first team All-American. Selected first team All-Pac-10 en route to becoming the Pac-10 Offensive Player of the Year. I guess right before we went into the Pac-12 there. But Marshawn Lynch turns 36 today. Him uh, riding that, what is it, the stretcher cart across the field at Oregon State is uh, very funny. To this day, hilarious that he did that. Uh, he's done many hilarious things. He has. Well, yeah, we also had a period of time where Skittles kept getting thrown at yeah. him when he uh, scored he touchdown. Did, oh, He'd score a touchdown, run to the run to like the crowd, and just open his mouth. They throw Skittles at him. <laughs> it was the funniest thing. It was indeed. Ken Dorsey turns 41, current offense coordinator for the Buffalo Bills, selected in the seventh round of the 2003 NFL Draft by the San Francisco 49ers out of Miami. Also played for the Cleveland Browns and Toronto Argonauts before returning to coaching. 2001 BCS National Champion, two-time Archie Griffin Award winner, two-time NCAA Quarterback of the Year, 
two-time Chick Harley Award, two-time, or excuse me, 2001 Maxwell Award winner as well, 2002 First Team All-American. Ken Dor- Dorsey turns 41 today. Kevin Kiermeyer turns 32, MLB center fielder for the Tampa Bay Rays, three-time Gold Glove Award winner, 2015 Platinum Glove Award winner, two-time NJCAA All-American, and was an NJCAA national champion while at Parkland College. I dare Brooks to know the mascot on Parkland College. One moment. <laughs> Kevin Kiermeyer turns 32. And then Duncan Robinson turns 28 today. Current Jimmy Neutron. Shooting guard for the Miami Heat. <laughs> Went undrafted out of Michigan, where he was the 2018 Big Ten Sixth Man of the Year. Clawed his way up from the G League into a key role with the Heat. Is now considered one of the best shooters in the NBA. Robinson set multiple Miami Heat three-point franchise records. And if he shoots a shot, it is probably a three-pointer. Yeah. And it's probably going in. Yeah. I watched it happen. <laughs> it happened on Sunday. Duncan Robinson playing the Atlanta Hawks in series right now. He turns 28 today. I hope he loses on his birthday today. <laughs> there you go. And then also a happy birthday. Brooks Childress is in the studio. We were going to ask him what if he knew what Parkland College mascot is. Sure don't. Okay, there we sure go. Sure don't. <laughs> That's why I was avoiding the birthday segment today. Gotcha. <laughs> we will have you will hear more of that uh, with Brooks in just a few minutes. That's right. And uh, uh, but could not. Uh, I'm I'm googling it. I am googling it. Or on the wiki. College Kevin Kiermeyer. Scott. Do Kevin they Kiermeyer's Parkland Junior College in Champaign, Indiana? But does it have you, a, a mascot? I, you know, it doesn't look like it has a mascot. No, it doesn't. <laughs> they Cobra. They, They're the Cobras. Oh, the Cobras? There okay. You, okay. The Parkland College Cobras. Nice. That's so, cool. Former Cobra, Kevin Kiermeyer, 32 Day. Those are the birthdays in sports. Also, shout out to my friend since freshman year of high school, Michael Outlaw, who's turning 26 today. Nice. This dude's last name is Outlaw? He is. That's awesome. He is a whole big family of outlaws. There's, there's a lot of uh, a lot of, a lot of fun things that you can do with that. Big families, and that's who I'm going to the race with this weekend. Sweet. Nice. birthday. So, full nice. circle, just 28 minutes in the program. We love that. We're going to go ahead and take our next break of the show. Retired Ward AMC joins us on the Auburn Bank phone line after this timeout. is on the air weekdays from 3 until 6 p.m. If you are currently driving in a four-door sedan, roll up the windows and turn up the radio. We're Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. I'm Jeff Whitaker Jr., former Auburn Tigers defensive tackle and national champion, and you are listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9.
Welcome back to Friday edition of Sports Call. Tiger 95.9. Beautiful afternoon on the plains today. Ryan, Cam, and Brant with you here right now. Brooks Childers still doing company business or hiding or all the above. But he yeah. will be with us at one point, at some point. Uh, let's uh, go ahead and go to our Auburn Bank phone line for the first time today. 334-887-341 locally. Toll free one 9 tiger 9 Ward Dam Steve. Retired Ward Dam Steve joins us. Steve, how are you doing? Good. It's a beautiful day down here. How are all uh, you guys doing? Uh, we're doing great, too, and it's uh, indeed a beautiful day here as well. Great. Uh, so it'll be a good day for uh, some baseball today, then. Yes, sir, against South Carolina. Okay, so the usual suspects today are yourself, Brian. Uh, then there's Cam Berry, right? Yes. Yes, sir. And is is it Brent Daughtry? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. All right, gentlemen. So uh, let's get to it real quickly. Today, of course, uh, is our Earth Day. Uh, do you know when that actually uh, originated? What year? Uh, I do not have any idea. Uh, 1940s? I don't know. Oh, not that far back. No, good try, though. Um, I was 19 years old at the time. Uh, yes, I was there when it happened. 1970. Okay. On this date. And it was actually uh, a creation of a, a center uh, by the name of Gaylord Nelson uh, in Wisconsin and several environmental um, organizations. Now, what was surprisingly about uh, Earth Day is there was a lot of people who marched and they were uh, trying to uh, get... A uh, you know just a, a national uh, movement to uh, begin you know shaming or or getting uh, corporations and large companies who are big polluters to begin you know uh, mending their ways and becoming more earth friendly. Uh, but during this time uh, in the early 70s, uh, Richard Nixon was still the president, and I have no. Uh, really uh, good feelings uh, for him whatsoever. However, to be fair to him, he actually uh, developed and was the originator of several uh, very environmentally friendly agencies. He actually uh, created the Environmental Protection Agency, believe it or not. Huh. Did not know that. The EPA, during his presidency. He also uh, uh, also was the originator for the Endangered Species Act. And also the Clean Water Act. Really? So surprisingly, yes, he uh, actually uh, was the uh, supporter and uh, created all those agencies that now continue to uh, uh, try and protect the environment as much as possible. So, having said all that, guys, I hope you enjoy Earth Day because, you know, we don't have a planet B to go to. This is it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And uh, I I think Earth Day every year does a good job of highlighting that and celebrating... uh, what we need to do and, you know, what we need to do better with. All right, moving on. Uh, I know Brooke Children's not here yet, but uh, I uh, happened to listen to broadcast last Thursday, uh, J.J.'s request, about uh, some literacy stuff. I think it's called Dibbles. Yeah, yeah. Um, myself, J.J., um, Brooks, and uh, Barry Blanchard took the, the Dibbles test, which is apparently – Something that happens in Alabama, but not everywhere else. Yeah, and only yeah. certain places in Alabama. It was a very, very odd show, but a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I was. I mean, it made me laugh, and I loved some of the uh, answers that given by Brooks about uh, when he asked about a jet, and he said, well, "That's a cool jet." 
He was asked to, uh, I guess, to discriminate or define what type of Jetty he was looking at, and he said, that's a cool jet, I guess. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember yeah. that. The devils. So is that still being uh, actually used uh, in Alabama, in education uh, we, systems? Uh, well, it, the one that uh, Brooks found, I believe, was from 2019, so... Uh, I think so. It was a, a very recent thing. So apparently, it is still being used in some places. It was actually from the University of Oregon, if I remember correctly. So I don't know if it's still being used. I don't know if that's the test that was being used here or uh, there. I, I'm not sure 100. percent But the Dibbles test is still being made, regardless of where it's being used. And this purpose was to determine what exactly. Uh, you know, it's like a fourth or fifth grade literacy thing. How fast can you read? How well can you comprehend it? Uh, it, just a, a literacy determination thing. Okay. Dang, I wish I had All played right. this. It was fun. Well, uh, it was a good 30 minutes. I don't think I'll try and take it because uh, I wouldn't want to be shamed. So, uh, uh, thanks for educating us about that. Uh, moving on, guys. How about a finally, you know, somebody does something right uh, in the Auburn Athletic Department and the uh, board uh, as well. They finally decide that uh, Mr. Frank Thomas deserves a statue. So, a big Shout out to him and the big War Damn Eagle. In fact, he said War Damn Eagle. He said he was humbled by the acknowledgement. Yeah, I'm a real big fan of that move. Yeah, I, awesome. I think it's. Uh, Frank the Tank? Yeah, I think it's long overdue, and I'm really glad that he's getting that. I just wonder what took so long for them to decide that he deserved that common honor. Well, his numbers retired, his banners hanging uh, in the outfield wall. But yeah, I'm with you. He definitely deserves a statue. I, uh, I have no idea why it took this long. Uh, I still think Ruthie Bolton deserves a statue. Uh, and I, I think that she'll get it at some point. But uh, I, I certainly think Frank Thomas is just as deserving. Yeah, well, I saw this about Mr. Frank Thomas. Uh, of course, he's the only uh, Auburn uh, baseball player who's been in the Hall of Fame and also in the SEC. I didn't know this. Yep. But here's something that he's done that uh, still stands in Major League uh, Baseball history. He did this. He's the only player in Major League Baseball history with seven consecutive seasons, 91 to 97, with at least a 300 batting average, 100 runs batted in, 100 runs scored, 100 walks, and 20 home runs. Pretty amazing stuff. He's the only player that's done this. Uh, is that To me, that's, that's astounding, considering all the, you know, really historic baseball players that played the game, including Jackie Robinson, Babe Ruth, you name them. Yeah, no doubt. No Frank one, was great. No one has done this. All right. So it should be ready for, I guess, for the public to view uh, sometime uh, beginning of the baseball season next year. Is that right? Uh, I, I'm not 100% sure. I really don't know when Auburn is going to unveil that statue. I know that the, usually these things take a year or two to, one, approve, then get the funds for them, and then actually put the statue up. So uh, I'm not sure when it'll be up, but it should be within two years or so. They said it'll be unveiled at some point during the 2023 season. All right, there you go. Right, that's what I read, yeah. Okay, all right. Well, good uh, on that. All right, now real quickly, I heard your guys make uh, some comments about uh, the ongoing uh, uh, NIL issues, and I don't know if you happen to read – what uh, former Alabama coach uh, Gene Stallings said on that? Did you have to catch his comments? Uh, I, I caught some of that interview, mostly the fact where he said he he didn't care if his players knew where Auburn was. And, you know, he said a lot of things in that interview that I thought were kind of funny. Oh, okay. No, I didn't read that part. But what I did agree with is that they, he said it's uh, the individual, he said that's important because he's going to be able 
generate a certain amount of income about talking about the NIL, uh, and he thinks that's going to hurt the team. Uh, he said that uh, uh, it may have other players, like if you're an offensive guard and I'd like for somebody who generates a certain amount of money, that uh, uh, if I didn't do all that, then maybe that person might not make as money in NIL that uh, if I hadn't done it for him. So he thinks there's going to be too much of a focus uh, when the NIL continues uh, on the me aspect rather than on the team aspect. Um, and that's why my concern. You know, and I think eventually if they don't decide to maybe put a cap on the NILs, and I don't know if it can be done, or maybe someone decides, you know, look, we need to distribute this money uh, across the board, just like scholarships are done for sports players. Um, you know, they also is going to become a uh, hard hand, and people aren't really going to be playing for the university anymore, but rather than you know, show me the money. So like Jerry McGuire, you know, cop scenario. You guys disagree, well, though, or agree? Steve, every time you bring this up, I tell you, it, players have been saying, show me the money for a very long time, uh, not just during NIL. But it's been that way in the NFL for years. Offensive linemen make less money than quarterbacks, and they still block for them. It's going to... It's not going to change the game to that point. Now, I if you're look if you're worried about the game changing and it not be as pure, I'd be a lot more worried about the the transfer portal than NIL because again, college players have been getting paid under the table for years, and it's it's all over the table now. And I would rather be over than under. Well, what happens when an NIL player decides, hey, you know, well, how come, coach, I'm not getting start, uh, you know, like I I was promised, you know, and that's why I came here, so. Can he take his NIL money and go somewhere else for another team? He'll lose the sponsorships, but yeah, absolutely he can. And that's what's been going on. Coaches have been promising players starting spots and not giving him them for years. Uh, that's that's nothing new. And will there be tax on that money? Yes. Pay, the okay. payers will have to pay taxes. All right. Well, uh, I'm, I'm not really encouraged by it, uh, but you know, I'm old school. I would like to see players coming because they want to play for Auburn or they want to play for some team rather than... And some of them still do. A lot of them still do. Yeah. All right, speaking of players, I see we have some more uh, five-star ranked players uh, who might be coming to play uh, basketball for us. One might be Mr. Julian Phillips, I believe, and another person is uh, by the name of uh, Hartley, or what's his last name? Uh, He's a five-star player. Oh, um... Played for Tennessee. Hatfie, uh, Huntley Hatfield. Hatfield. Huntley Hatfield. Yeah. His his last name yeah, is Huntley Hatfield. His two he has two last names. Right. Um, I don't know that much about these players, but uh, hopefully these people that we're looking at are they good three point shooters? Because we need some. Uh, Bradley Huntley Hatfield is his full name. I have no idea if he's a good three point shooter uh, or not. He's average. He's he's a big guy. Julian yeah. Phillips is a very good More three of point an shooter kind of guy. Um, He's going to be. He's a wing player for sure. Uh, Julian Phillips is. Janai Broom is the, another guy that Auburn's looking at. Well, he's I've a decent. Yeah, he's a decent three point That's shooter. That's the one we really want. Yeah, it, Auburn's really going after Janai Broom and Julian Phillips. Julian Phillips is a very good three point shooter. Broom can do it a little bit. Uh, uh, Huntley Hatfield is you know kind of middle of the road. Any chance we get all three of them? I don't think Probably so. Probably not all three. But I, I think there's a very good shot you get two. And I'll tell you what, Steve, I think it's more about scholarship limits than anything. I think you're going to be forced to take two out of three because you don't have the, the offers to give out. Well, does NIL take care of all the scholarship limits or not? <laughs> no, no. No. No, you can still only have a certain amount of players on scholarship. 
Okay. All right. I was wondering how does that affect or not baseball because we really are disadvantaged when it comes to other SEC teams like Georgia who don't have scholarship limits. I think Vanderbilt is the only school in the SEC that does not have a baseball scholarship limit. And that's because they're a private school. Right. Um, Okay. Uh, uh, Kind of a sad note, at least for for me growing up watching this gentleman. Uh, I know you do birthdays, but I guess this is more of an obituary in sports. (laughs) Mr. Uh, The Mad Bomber, he was called. Quarterback Daryl LaMonica passed away yesterday. I guess you guys know about that? I did hear the name. Uh, I don't know much about him. Uh, He was one of the best when he played. Um, uh, he, He played primarily for the Oakland Raiders. And uh, he was called a mad bomb because he just loved to throw and throw the ball. Uh, I'll tell you how good he was. He played for, I think, six years uh, with the Oakland Raiders. Um, here's how, how well he did. He uh, threw six touchdowns, TDs, in a playoff game against uh, Kansas City. And to tell you how good that record is, only Steve Young and Tom Brady have been able to match Delamonica's uh, six TD passes in a playoff game. And only Patrick Mahomes and Kurt Warner have multiple games with at least five. He did that also. So that's how good of a uh, quarterback uh, Mr. Delamonica was at that time. He also was the quarterback who, uh, and I was watching his game, I said, what the hap- what, you know, what's going on here? The Heidi game, you know what I'm referring to? Do not. That was the game between the Jets and the Oakland Raiders, and they interrupted it with about, I think, Three or four minutes left in the game, okay, and uh, Oakland Raiders were, were losing, I think, by two or three touchdowns. And they stopped the broadcast to go to broadcasting what? Heidi. It was a, the, the new broadcast on NBC. Uh, it was called the Heidi Game. So they interrupted mm-hmm. for a, a movie, and they got so many phone calls to NBC that the, uh, the, their, their phone lines uh, just blew up, and they and they they couldn't answer all the phone calls. That's how people. Uh, that's how mad they were about uh, interrupting. So they wouldn't. They never did that again. I can imagine. They, they learned a lesson. Yeah. All right. Finally, moving on. Today, guys, is a historic day in baseball. In 1876, do you know what happened? What I'm referring to? Mm, I do not. No, sir. You weren't around. Neither was I. But on this day in 1876, the first National League baseball game was played. Sheesh. Okay. Yes. Uh, and it was between who? The Boston Red Caps, who happened to beat the Philadelphia Athletics 6-5 to five at Philadelphia. Sheesh. Uh, before 3,000 fa- uh, fans, apparently, according to the History Channel. And uh, why was it historic? Because before then, according to this report, uh, the other uh, less lesser-known uh, baseball leagues, they said, were involved in gambling, Drunkenness and corruption. Oh. Uh, so that was going on. Okay. And uh, the the person who actually originated, or I guess uh, formed uh, the uh, National uh, uh, League, uh, he went by the name of. Uh, I'm sorry. He uh, he also originated the Chicago White Sox, uh, but his name was uh, Hubert. Yeah. He, he developed it, and it came to the National Baseball League. But today was the day. And real quickly, guys, I saw, uh, I was talking to Mr. Ronald Boyd on a phone call about your uh, movies, for sports all-time movies. And I guess I went I went to Facebook, and then I, I was instructed I need to go to Twitter. But I 
didn't know if you even considered this uh, movie. It wasn't widely promoted. I, I loved seeing it. You know, I thought it was, it was good acting. Uh, it was called 42, the story of Jackie Robinson. Yes. Uh, Brent and I talked about it yesterday. We we were we regretted that forty two was not in the bracket, but we made the bracket in twenty or they made the bracket uh, in twenty eighteen. So uh, Brent and I didn't, and so you know, I think I think forty two came out in it was before that. It, it was, was before like that. 14 oh yeah, or something like yeah, that. yeah, 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 yeah. So we yeah we it definitely should have been on there for sure. Okay, well I thought it was a great. Really it was. Great it was movie. a. It was a great movie. All right, moving on real quickly, See, guys. this has got to be the uh, last thing. We're, the hour's sure. ending here. Any updates? Any updates on our golf team? Uh, the Auburn men did not advance to the match play. They finished ninth place. They double bogeyed the 18th hole to not uh, advance. We were in fifth place yesterday. Yeah, yeah. very unfortunate. They were they were in good shape until the last couple holes and, and found her late. The women's team, where do they stand? Um, I have not gotten an update on their match play. Um I can tell. I know men's tennis won today in advance of the semifinals. I do not know about women's golf, though. All right, great to hear. All right, guys, I hear the music come, so my time is up. I thank for your time as always, guys. You have a wrestle weekend, and uh, stay safe. And uh, hopefully, we uh, sweep uh, the uh, baseball softball series. Yes, sir. Until uh, yes, next time, War Eagle, guys. War Eagle. War Eagle. That is retired Warren M. Steve on our Auburn Bank phone line. Out of time here in hour number one. James from Montgomery, if you will stick on the phone line, you will be the first up in hour number two. That's the end of one hour, though, of Sports Call, hour number two on the way. One hour of our show is in the books. We've got more to come. Stay tuned for another hour of Sports Call right after the break. Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Hour number two underway of Sports Call, Tiger 95.9, the Tiger.fm, and the Tiger Communications app. Ryan LaVoy, Brant Daughtry, Cam Berry with you here. Just one more hour of the program. Auburn softball will be starting 5.15 airtime. 5.30 first pitch as they are in Starkville, Mississippi. All right, let's immediately go back to our Auburn Bank phone line. And next up, James from Montgomery. James from Montgomery. James, we appreciate you waiting. How are you doing? I'm good. And War Eagle. War Eagle. 
Yeah, I know from that last caller, he was talking about Frank Thomas uh, getting a statue out there in Plainton Park. Uh, that would be a really good thing for Frank Thomas to actually get his uh, statue in front of Plainton Park. But I would have to say, on the other end of that, I would like to see uh, with some of the statues that are, um, you know, that are out in front of the Jordan Harris Stadium, why they why they don't have uh, Bo Jackson statue out there as well. Yeah, that's uh, Bo Jackson uh, definitely ha- has a statue. Yeah, he has he has a statue. Yeah. He has, all three of yeah. the Heisman winners have. Yeah, one. Uh, all three Heisman winners have a statue out there, James. It's uh, Sullivan, Jackson, and Newton. Yes. Oh, yeah. I did. Uh, yeah, my 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 mistake on that. Oh, good. Well. I had to. I had to think for a second myself. Yeah, but with uh, Frank Thomas having a statue out there, why can't they put uh, Bo Jackson's statue in front of Plainsman Park as well? Because he's he, he has a, a picture out there in, in the outfield with his name and jersey number, and his jersey number actually is retired out there as well. You know, that's a good thought, James. I haven't really thought about that. Uh, he obviously was a great baseball player and, and did that in the professional ranks as well. Um, mm-hmm. I don't see why not. I think that's a good thought. Yeah, because, you know, with, with Bo Jackson, actually, he is one of the um, iconic figures of Auburn. He's a two-sport athlete um, in Auburn um, in Auburn's history known to man, but there's no other uh, legendary uh, player that ever played two sports at Auburn, so when I heard, when I hear the name Bo Jackson, I always hear football or baseball, and he's one of the great, great leaders of of Auburn as well. Yeah, obviously Bo Jackson. A lot of people love Bo Jackson in Auburn, and but outside of Auburn as well as as like we said, he had a professional career in both baseball and football. That was unfortunately cut a little short due to injuries. But uh, yeah, when he was in college, he was as fun as they came to watch both football and baseball. Yes, as well. And then, um, you know, with some of the statues in front of uh, Jordan Hare Stadium, I think they should put um, – they need to put um, another quarterback legend out there as well from, like, you know, years past, like from the 1950s or 1940s, you know, when, when Auburn actually played um, those – iconic years at at Auburn as well under um under um Ralph Shug Jordan as well so they should uh find some older older players that used to play under Ralph Shug Jordan um as well to to actually um put them out there with with those uh legendary players as well yeah we'd have to see obviously a lot of time has gone by and uh they have not erected any statue for, for those guys but if they were uh it doesn't have to be from the 50s or 40s but who would be the next auburn football player you want a statue of uh and it, and it doesn't to, have to be from the 50s or 40s. it can be recently well i will have to say recently right around now i will have to say I'll probably see in the near future in my crystal ball i'm looking at tj finley being being inducted as well that would be quite a turnaround uh, based off the first couple of years of, of Finley's college career. Uh, you know, obviously they, they've got the Heisman winners out there. I don't know if they'd ever consider someone that did not win a Heisman uh, to get a statue. But, uh, yeah, T.J. Finley would have a, a lot of work to do right now. 
Yes, as well. And um, that would be like my first go-to that I would like to see. And then my second go-to guy that I would like to see actually uh, have a statue out there in front of uh, Jordan-Hare Stadium is our own Trayvon Reed. He's one of the best players of Auburn football history. He's played at Auburn for a long time, and I think for Trayvon Reed, I think it would be a really good honor for him to actually uh, get a statue out there as well. I support that. You know, you know, I think Trayvon gonna, would love that too. I'm going to tell him you said that, James. That'll make his day. Yeah, yeah, because um, if he if that actually happens, I would you know probably say some great things about him as well on and off the field and what he's really done for the university as well and he's one of my great great friends um you know i really really like what he's done uh, with the recruiting uh process for the auburn uh football team and i and i think this year is going to be our year to win every single game including the iron bowl this year as well well, you share the enthusiasm that T. Reed does have. I mean, Trevon always is is a can-do guy, and he believes in Auburn, loves Auburn, and works hard for Auburn. And uh, we we love Trevon. We love his time that he spent with the radio station, and we're certainly enjoying him uh, do big things for the football program. Yes, as well because I do see great, great things coming out in this coming up season of Auburn football, and I want to see how um, Brian Harson will will take this uh, Auburn train and turn it all the way around, and and seeing if we're going to win a national championship under Coach Harson as well. Yeah, again, like uh, like TJ Finley, a lot of work to do, but we always love <clears throat> optimism. But they they've got a big uphill climb, tough SEC. Uh, that might be a goal for a few years from now, not this year. This year they're just trying to get ducks in a row and trying to head, head back in the right direction. Yes, as well, because I know we're so far out from the from the opening uh, season of uh, football, but um, when college football actually takes off, um, what is the first uh, college football game that you all are excited to see to open up the 2022 season uh, this year? That's a great question, James. Um Trying to look at the schedule right now. Um, probably Alabama, Texas would be one. Um, I think that yeah. uh, that's a big non conference game. Texas will be ranked pretty high to start the year. Obviously, Alabama always is. And yeah, we know how it goes. Usually, the tide are favored, and there's good reason for that. And, and I will probably favor them in that game as well. But that's a big matchup. And, and those guys with Steve Sarkeesian going to Texas have some familiarity there. And those are two classic programs. Yeah. So that's a big matchup. Um, uh, hold on. Appears, uh, oh. uh, James has someone talking to him at the Hello. moment. Yeah. But, yeah, Bama, Texas guys entered. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think another one that's going to happen early in the season that uh, Auburn fans are concerned with is Auburn and Penn State in week three. I think that's going to be a, yeah. a huge litmus test for Auburn, for where they are. Can they compete with a big-time Power 5 school. That game again in Happy Valley last year was one of the best ones that Auburn played, even though they lost that contest. They had a chance to win it, but couldn't quite pull it out. I, I think that if Auburn can win that game, you're going to start to see a lot of people a lot more optimistic about the program. If, if it's a close loss, I think you're going to see a lot of people kind of uh, still hanging around. If Auburn can't hang in that game, you're going to see some naysayers. Uh, you know, There are already a lot of them crawling out of the woodwork but you're going to see them you know double in size i think james you back with us 
Yes, yes, I do apologize for the um, for the delay on that. All good, <laughs> all good. Yeah, and um, with those uh, statues being said, um, I would like to see um, another statue being uh, put out in front of Neville Arena, probably maybe one of the um, women basketball players um, of uh, years past at Auburn, uh, Ruthie Bolt. I would love to see her uh, statue get inducted in front of Neville Arena uh, sometime this year or sometime in the near future as well. Yeah, Ruthie Bolton uh, definitely deserves to have a statue uh, at at Auburn Arena. I, I think uh, I think that's going to happen at or Neville Arena, pardon me, but I definitely think that's going to happen at some point. Uh, Frank Thomas statue first, um, but mm-hmm. I, I think that the fans are really pushing for a Ruthie Bolton statue, and I think she'll get one sooner than later. Yeah, because um, every time when the SEC Network always do um, the story of Ruthie Bolt, I'm like locked into her story, and I always put myself into her shoes as well because she's one of the um, iconic female basketball players at Auburn, and I would like to, you know, actually get a chance sometime this year or maybe next year, get a chance to sit down with her and, like, you know, talk to her and, um, you know, getting to know a lot about, you know, a lot about her uh, ways of playing um, basketball on and off the court as well and, you know, learning a lot from a great legend like uh, Ruthie Bolt as well. Absolutely. Uh, quick change of pace for you here, James. Uh, we we got to talk about this because they got a big victory last night. Your Dallas Mavericks went up two to one on the Utah Jazz without Luka Doncic. How are you feeling? I'll get back to you all that on uh, next week. Sounds good, James. We'll talk to you then. All right. Thanks, and War Eagle. War Eagle. That War Eagle. Is- James from Montgomery joining us on our Auburn Bank phone line. Always appreciate the time that James spends with us almost every day when he calls in. All right, let's go back to our Auburn Bank phone line, 334-887-341. Luckily, toll-free, 1-888-9-TIGER-9. Keith from Auburn. Keith joins us. Keith, how are you doing? Hey, guys, I'm doing great. Hey, which one of you guys was talking about going to the race that Sunday? That would be me. Oh, okay. Have you been to a NASCAR race before? I have not, and I am. I don't know if I'm prepared for what I'm about to see. <laughs> well, listen, back in the 90s, I went to several of them. I was obviously, uh, Austin Bill from Dawsonville, Bill sure. Elliott fan. Yeah. Uh, didn't care for Dale Earnhardt. That was kind of the rivalry there. Uh, and then, you know, I had a cousin that uh, was in NASCAR that was a. Uh, uh, worked on Davy Allison's crew. Oh wow! Uh, when he was running, and then uh, my phone just fell off. But anyway, uh, and then I think he was the crew chief for Rusty Wallace's son in the uh, whatever the series is right below NASCAR. Uh-huh. Uh, Xfinity, remember. yeah, formerly Bush yeah. series, yeah, 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 Bush series. But uh, the one thing when when I would go to them, and we always, I've never been to Talladega without sitting in the grandstand. We always sit in the grandstand. Are you going to be in the infield or grandstand? I believe grandstands. Uh, My friend uh, is a med student at UAB, and he got student tickets for $30. So I don't know where the student tickets are, but I assume they're in the grandstand somewhere. But hopefully they are. I've never went, I've never been in in the infield. I wanted. I wanted. I always wanted to sit in the grandstand watch because you can see the race better. 
Sure. Uh, all that other stuff down there is a little crazy in, in the infield. But um, the, the favorite thing that I always enjoyed about Talladega and the NASCAR, when you're sitting there and, and, and when they give the the uh, start, uh, I don't know what to call it now, but it used to be gentlemen start your engines. Sure. And they fired them, them cars up. The roar, man, it just raised the hair on the arms <laughs> and back of the neck. I mean, it was just... You know, and, and everything is so real, real speed there that it, you can't really see them going by in the grandstand. It is boom, 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 boom. But you always have to watch the, the, the signs for the leaderboard, who's one, who's two, who's three, and that. But, uh, you know, I always, had, I always was looking for number nine. And, of course, now I, I, I root for Chase Elliott. Same. And I, wish I, I wish I was into him, but uh, unfortunately I'm not. So, uh, but anyway, I, I did it. I do enjoy NASCAR. I don't watch every race, but uh, I watch, the, I call them the big ones, the Daytona, the Talladega, Coca-Cola 500. Sure. And that might be a different name now, but that's what it was back in the 90s. Um, but anyway, just uh, switching gears for a second. Um, what statues are, are down on the Auburn campus right now? You've got three in football with Bo Jackson, um, Cam Newton, and Pat Sullivan. You've got Charles Barkley at the basketball arena. You've got a bust of John Heisman uh, at Jordan Hare, and you also and you have the Frank Thomas statue going up at Plainsman Park. Okay, well I'm I'm partial. Okay, and, and, and this is coming from an Alabama fan, but uh, I think at some point Kirk Crane should, should get a. Uh, statue there. I mean, he was an All-American at Auburn, and uh, if I'm not mistaken, still holds the single-game record for uh, solo tackles, and I think it was between 19 and 23. I don't remember the exact number, uh, and that was against uh, a huge rival game in uh, University of Georgia. So, uh, you know, Kurt was a dear friend, and, you know, I listened to Jake, and uh, uh, Crane and it's Crane and Company now, so I listen it to is. that as much as I can. And uh, you know, they're, they're, Jake's a great guy, and his brother Blaine, and that whole family. And uh, sure do miss Kurt. Uh, but you know, I think at some point he deserves a statue, being an All-American. And I know there's probably different criteria of how they go about that. I, I understand. Yeah, that, the, the the statues are all Heisman winners. Is uh, okay at the football field. Yeah. Okay. Well. If you want a Heisman, you've done something special. There's no doubt about For that. For sure. Um, anyway, guys, uh, looking forward. Uh, I guess the Stallions play this weekend, don't they? Yeah, as far as I know, I think they play about 10 weeks in a row. I know they have 10 games, um, and I think the season concludes in June. So, uh, yeah, they're going to they're gonna go pretty much every single weekend. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll try to catch the Stallions. I can't get into all of that, but uh, I do like watching Birmingham play and uh, I think it's good for football right now that, that you've got that going on, uh, especially when Birmingham's playing, you know. And I guess they're, they, I guess they could be visitors at some point each and every week, but, you know, it's still, quote, quote, their home stadium and, and, and home crowd, I guess you'd say. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. But they uh, obviously had a, a good number of people at their game. Unfortunately, no one really attended any of the other yeah. games. So I think any yeah, I think any time Birmingham plays is going to be the best turnout of the weekend. Yeah, you're you're definitely right. I come up with this idea, guys. 
uh, maybe Nicky uh, uh, Dean or to uh, recruit some of them uh, Auburn gymnastics uh, ladies uh, and, and suit them up and, and then let them run bases. <laughs> and that way, if, if just to give me an example, if Sunny's going from first to third and the, and the ball gets there before she does, she could probably do a, a head flip and just flip right over the tag and land on the base <laughs> and would be safe. You see yeah. what I'm saying? I see, avoid the tag, yeah. Yeah. And they always run real fast down that little lane to the uh, Charlie horse or whatever that thing's called. Yeah, the vault. Bounce, yeah. Bump, bump, bump. Thank yeah. you, yeah. Uh, but anyway, guys, I, I was just uh, thinking about that. But you guys keep up the great work. Uh, J.J.'s gone, and I've, I've kind of noticed that things run real smooth when J.J.'s not <laughs> not in the house. So uh, Yeah, ain't, ain't that the truth. Yeah. <laughs> He's not in the house much when he's there because he's always uh, on company business, you know. So, yeah. uh, no, I, uh, JJ's a good friend. I, 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 you know, I like to hear when he's on there. But you know, I, I'll tell y'all a quick story. The first time I ever heard him talk, uh, I thought he was a girl. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> the voice and my wife said the same thing. He said, is that a girl on there? <laughs> I don't know if I've ever told J.J. that or not. But uh, oh. and that's no, uh, uh, you know, I, I'm not that's this downgrading J.J. Oh, that's a God. great story to hear. Uh, Thank you for that. text me now. <laughs> when he hears I said Yeah, that. I know oh, he'll wow. listen. He, he listens. J.J., does a great job, and obviously he's in Starkville with the softball team this weekend, but he, right. he always goes back and listens, so he will absolutely hear that. Yep. Well, listen, guys, I tell you what, I just pulled up in my driveway. I am home. It's going to be a beautiful weekend. My wife's got me a slew of honeydews to do this weekend, and believe it or not, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> so uh, getting outside and working a little bit and, and enjoying the beautiful weather and uh, listening to the birds uh, – and the squirrels run around out here. We, we see a little bit of everything running around. So uh, I've gotten. Uh, hey, it's Earth Day. You I might as well get out and appreciate like a it. Very enjoyable day. Yeah, I'm not big on digging, though, especially if it's a shovel. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, guys, y'all keep up the great work. Uh, enjoy your show. Y'all doing an outstanding job. And uh, I'll con- continue to listen when I can. And you guys have a, a, a safe and wonderful weekend as well. Enjoy that race. Uh, uh, Saturday, I'm gonna make a prediction that uh, or Sunday, I'm gonna make a prediction that Chase Elliott wins that one. So heck yeah, that's my prediction. I would love to see it. All right, all right, guys, y'all have a good one. Appreciate Sorry. it, Keith. That is Keith from Auburn joining us on the Auburn Bank phone line. Going to go ahead and take our first break of hour number two. Again, a shortened sports call getting off at five o'clock on the Friday edition of Sports Call. Oh, 
all of the biggest names in the sports world want to be on Sports Call. We are very excited to be joined by ESPN's Adam Amin. Bring on a very special guest, a good friend of the program, a former host of this very show, and the current voice of the Auburn Tigers, the one and only Andy Burcham. We get the opportunity to welcome in Mr. Phil Steele into our program. Be sure to listen to our conversations with athletes, coaches, and media personalities on the Sports Call podcast. Let's get back to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Feel free to give us a call at 334-887-3401 or toll free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. Welcome back to the Friday edition of Sports Call, Tiger 95.9 and Tiger.fm. As we have a new participant on the show today. He's a goofy guy. Look Better up. late than never. That's right. Company business concluded. I'm back. Family business concluded in a way over the last 25 minutes. Yeah. And the and product key's been handed off to family members that are in town. A family member that's in town. And glad to have you with, with us for the last half hour. Yeah. I'm so, here. I'm here to cause some trouble, folks. Buckle up. <laughs> well, it it is a fun Friday, and uh, the Masters are over. So, really, what can you do? No. Oh, I bet. <laughs> <it's been pretty laughs> Don't you so, tempt me, Brant. <laughs> so uh, we talked to retired Warren M. Steve at the end of hour number one. Uh, he always likes to say it's a fun Friday, but uh, he was asking about the sports movie bracket, and uh, we are now into Sweet Sixteen voting. I know you guys talked about the bracket yesterday, but we can now share some updates with how the voting is going. Uh, and that way, if you don't like what's going on in the voting, you can go and vote on our Twitter page, Sports Call, at Sports Call AU. Follow us on tweeters. Out on the tweeter. And uh, we've, we're in the Sweet 16s. We've got eight matchups to talk about. Uh, we'll go ahead and go through them now, I figure, uh, because this is going to be the last kind of full segment we have of the show today. Moneyball versus Rocky 2 is the first matchup up. With uh. 25 votes in. Moneyball is leading 64% to 36%. You have another six hours to vote, so that expires at, Please vote so Moneyball at arbi- seemingly arbitrary time of 1040. That's <laughs> 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 um, what I'm just now realizing. Anyway, uh, approximately 1040, 1045 tonight. About time you go to bed. Right. Um, so Moneyball versus Rocky 2. Thoughts on this, guys? I would like Moneyball to win. I, uh, this is a tough one. We're in the Sweet 16. This is where all the good ones start to clash together, and you have to say goodbye to a movie you really like. I like both of these movies a lot. So Arguments yeah. could be made, and good ones clashed in the early rounds, too. Yes. Yes. I yeah, back, very much so. Harking back to the Sandlot versus Benchwarmers first round uh, matchup. Talladega Nights versus, uh, what was it, League of Their Own? Yeah. That's another shame. Yeah. Um, like Mike. I'm kind of... I'm not that surprised, but I, but I am a little surprised that Moneyball beat out We Are Marshall, because I feel like We Are Marshall is one of those football movies that a lot of people really like. Yeah. yeah. And I, I just figured, I was thinking, I, I think Moneyball is a better movie than We Are Marshall. Controversial take there. Um, but I just figured that the football movie would have beat out the baseball movie, but, right. you know... Can't go wrong with Moneyball, and then Rocky. I didn't, honestly, I expected. I guess I, I expected Rocky two to make it this far. Look at it, looking at it. Obviously, the franchise is great because the sequels did not. I mean, I still think the original Rocky's the best. I don't. Yeah, know correct. If a lot of people would argue that, but the sequels were still very good. 
Um, so I don't know. I think Moneyball is, and I actually wrote about this on Movie Monday on the website. Um, I think Moneyball is really good because it takes what seems like such a baseball thing and makes it very unsporty. Like it, at the end of the day, you are trying to instill a change yeah. and a new process and have a new thing, way of doing things. Yeah. And you have all these people that doubt that process because it's so foreign to them. And ultimately, you prove that that process can work. Um, and that's a story throughout all of humanity, in a sense. So, um, getting very deep with Moneyball here, but you know, I think it it sh- it does a really good job of being a sports movie that is not just for sports people. And I think there's movies in here. You know, I think Bull Durham got eliminated around thirty two. It's going to be really hard for a non sports person to like that movie. Like it just it just it's a comedy about minor league baseball and effing around and all that stuff and minor league baseball um and there's some other movies like that too that are great but moneyball i think can appeal to more people that's a deep take there i mean not i'm not saying it's my favorite sports movie all the time it is not it's probably not even the top five although i think it's a really really good movie uh but i think that's just more people have been like oh yeah i saw moneyball what is your favorite though ryan i'm curious I'd have to really think long and hard about it. I know Caddyshack's so in the mix. So many movies. In the mix, yeah. That's a lot. I know Caddyshack's in the mix. Um, Major League is in the mix. Field of Dreams might be in the mix. I don't know. There's going to be a lot. Mine is like Mike. The Natural would be in the mix. Yours is like Mike. Yes. Hands down. It's interesting. Is like hearing that question, my mind immediately goes to Remember the Titans. Uh, as my favorite, but then I I look at the rest of this bracket and I'm like, man, Talladega Nights holds such a special place in my heart. Bull Durham's one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. Uh, Friday Night Lights, uh, I I watched playing high school football and that one connected with me a lot. Mm. Varsity Blues was one. Uh, Waterboy. Space Jam. There's so many. Space Jam. I don't love Space Jam now that I'm an adult, but when I was a kid, I freaking loved that movie. This guy. This man. So we're already... There's a lot. Uh, so we got a backloaded. I'm just being very transparent with everyone, so I can also inform the crew. Uh, we have a lot of commercials at the end of the show today, <laughs> uh, and therefore we only have an, another five or six minutes of the segment. So I will try and speed through this a little quicker. Uh, Rocky three versus Karate Kid. Uh, Karate Kid. The Karate Kid is up fifty eight percent, forty two percent. Oh no! So in range right there. Honestly, and this goes back to the Rocky like Rocky franchise is just good. I'm a little shocked that Days of Thunder didn't beat out Rocky three. I like Days of Thunder, but I think not as many people have seen Days of well, Thunder. Exactly. Right. Got to be you. Got to be in a racing a little bit. Yeah. So that's another great example of it's it's funny and it's pretty good storyline and it's and it's pretty good actual race like they actually did some real footage yeah uh now granted it wasn't they wasn't the same track i get it all that but uh they actually did crash real cars and and do all that stuff for a movie it's pretty good but again if you're not in the nascar then i don't know i mean tom cruise is a big draw i get it but that's also a younger tom cruise so i don't know um all right friday night lights a league of their own this one's a close one um, I'll go ahead and bury the lead that there's 27 votes. One has 14. One has 13 of those votes. Uh, a League of Their Own has 14 votes right now. Friday Night Lights has 13 votes. I, Not, I don't remember who I picked. This is so tough. I think I think I would pick a League of Their Own, uh, but it's it's so tight and it deserves to be a 52-48 right now. Not shocked that Friday Night Lights came out of their side, their part portion of that bracket because there's not really a, a movie that in that bracket that I would go up against. 
Seabiscuit in the league of their own was a seemed like it could go either way, but um, Tom Hanks, Tom just Hanks, goat. There's no crying in baseball. Yeah, that's right. Indeed. All right, next up, Jerry Maguire versus the longest yard. This is the original longest yard, and I will admit I've only seen the second longest yard. Uh, but the uh, I voted for, even even with that knowledge, I voted with the uh, original <laughs> longest yard. Yeah, I also I, 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 I'm well. aware of it being a good movie. Uh, it is leading Jerry Maguire 62 to 38 percent right now. All right, still got four more. The original Rocky taking on the Water Boy. The Water Boy was only a 25 seed. It's hanging, but Rocky at 58%. The Water Boy at 42%. Oh, it's right evened now. out since I last saw it. It was give me, give me. Um, I can never remember so actors' names. Stallone? Nope. Other Adam one. Sandler. Adam Sandler. <laughs> How do I forget Adam Sandler? Give me yeah. Adam Sandler. With a speech impediment. It's one of the funniest movies ever made. I love The Water Boy. <laughs> it is very my, funny. My mama told me that, that Rocky was the devil. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that was good. All right. Thank so, you. a matchup here Major League versus the Blind Side. The Blind Side, who did it beat in the last round that I was upset? Was Bull it the Durham? natural? Oh, no, Bull, Bull Durham. Durham. Okay, I yeah. was upset. Didn't deserve that. to beat Bull Durham. Anyway, it did. No. Anyway, it is losing to Major League right Good. now, 61% to 39%. Major League is a better movie. I, the Blind Side's a great story, dude. but I just don't think the movie's Yes, cool. thank what? you. Thank you, Ryan. The yeah. movie was good. It's I, was, so I, mean, I'm not, I don't dislike the movie. I'm just saying I think the story is better than the movie is. Yes. Michael Orr has, in fact, said, I think we yeah. talked about this before, Michael Orr said that that's not at all how it happened. Yeah, either. Michael Orr does he, not, he like, does that not movie. like that movie. Yeah. The Tui family is not a big fan of that movie. So Nobody that the story that. is actually about is like, oh, yeah, this one accurately represents what the story was. Right. And so I, I've only disliked three movies, I think, in my entire life. Yeah. Don't watch Lake Placid 2, Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but I've anyway. I've seen the Lake Placid <laughs> Have you series? ever seen Sharknado? I have seen it. Don't watch that one either. Um, <laughs> oh, Sharknado. <laughs> All the subsequent <laughs> Doesn't Lake Placid have Betty White in it? Isn't she? I don't it? think so. Honestly, maybe. Never seen it. I, think I don't know. Whatever the is, that the, is Lake Placid the gator or the snake? The gator. Okay. The um, I, I think that maybe we should have included it. Whichever, what, whatever uh, Sharknado one where they it hit the Sharknado hits the NASCAR race. That yeah. one should have been included <laughs> in this bracket. Yeah. There's like five of See, them. See, at yeah. least about Sharknado, here's the thing. It's trying to be satirical. Lake Placid 2 tried to be serious, and I watched a, a gator wiggle in midair. <laughs> yes, I know so, exactly what you're talking about. So, I know I, exactly I, the shot you're talking about. I'm like, about. I, I like stupid horror movies all the time. I can't do this. I can't do this. <laughs> anyway, got to get through two more. The Sandlot versus Rudy. Sandlot's Ooh. actually piping Rudy right now, 67 to 33%. And then Field of Dreams, Remember the Titans. That's a titanic matchup. Remember the Titans up 56% to 44% on Field of Dreams right that, now. That portion of the bracket, whoever, whichever two make it to the Elite Eight, is just... It, Battle-tested. Both, both of those matchups are just titanic matchups in this bracket. And then you're just... I don't know how you pick after that. Like I don't know. It doesn't matter which two come out of that. I don't know who how you pick. Yeah, there's some tough ones in there. And we will have more talk about those as we continue the voting but please go to at sports call au on twitter vote for your favorite movie sweet 16 oh how sweet it is we'll have results next week for you in the elite eight you have till 10 40 tonight <laughs> approximately 10 40 indeed we're gonna go ahead and take our final break of the show today the nightly tv guide brought to you by coca-cola comes up next
tweeters. Follow our sports call host, JJ Jackson, on Twitter by searching at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. And follow the show on Twitter by searching at sports call AU. Hashtag, is that two words? I'm Brian Harson, head football coach of the Auburn Tigers, and you're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Final segment of the show today and for the week here on Tiger 95.9, the Tiger.fm, and the Tiger Communications app. I think I finally said goodbye to sportscallauburn.com, which I've incorrectly stated for months now. It still exists as an yeah, entity. Yeah, it links you to the right thing, but yes. if you're just being technical, you know. Because we, we can't have other people you know, getting sportscallauburn.com and running wild with it. No. All true. So <laughs> we still would, have it. That would be upsetting. It was still, we still own it. Yeah, the dom- the domain. Easier for me to It'll. say. Just a couple minutes left in the show, as just stated. So, got to do this each and every day. Our show is about to end, but we've got you covered on entertainment for the evening. Here's Sports Call's nightly TV guide. Brooks, you haven't been on the show that long, but we're going to make sure you have a high purr here. What do we got on the uh, TV guide tonight? Well, your movie picks for the evening. It's just one at 6.05 on FXM. If you are a fan of the Ice Age uh, movie I saga, I, I guess you would call it a, a saga. It's series. A series. I'll call it a saga. All right, fine. Ice Age Collision the Course. The Ice Age Cinematic Universe. The Ice Age Collision Course is at 6.05 I never FXM. saw that one. I've never seen I've it seen, I've seen the first three. Well, I love the first one. It's out here. Can I be dumb for a moment? Go yeah. for it. Don't you dare. I've seen parts of all of them. What? I would not know which one is which. Really? Oh. If it has the Wouldn't baby, know. it's the first one. That's right. I've definitely seen that then. But I, it's always on TV or it's yeah. been in Dude. random family settings and... I don't know what I've seen. Who's the voice of Sid the Sloth? I can't remember. It's a famous actor. You don't remember. That's the only one that I don't... I know Dennis Leary is the the Ray Romano is uh, Manny. Six o'clock on FS1, your sports picks for the evening. NHRA Drag Racing tonight. Get your racing weekend started. You got Talladega this weekend in the NASCAR world, but NHRA Drag Racing at six o'clock tonight. Auburn Baseball also at 6 o'clock on the SEC Network Plus as they take on South Carolina, game one of that series. The Braves back in action tonight at 6.20 on Valley Sports South versus the Miami Marlins. Jorge Soler gets his World Series ring tonight. And then in the NBA world, 6 o'clock on ESPN, it's game three between the Hawks and the Heat. The series shifts back to or shifts to Atlanta for the first time. Can the Hawks bounce back and grab, a, grab the game to make it 2-1? to one? Also yes. on ABC at 7.30, the Bucks and the Bulls. That series tied at 1 apiece as they move to Chicago. And at 8.30 on ESPN, the Suns and the Pelicans. Series tied at 1 apiece as they go to New Orleans. John Ligazamo is the voice of nah. Sloth. I've heard of him. And that is your nightly TV guide brought to you by Coca-Cola. Also remind everyone, Auburn softball coming up here in just a few minutes. You will hear J.J. Jackson on the call of that one. And, of course, Auburn baseball on FM Talk 9, 3.9 at 545. You can also watch the Auburn softball game with the uh, on the SEC Network. There you go. And uh, enjoyed it, fellas, today. 
Brooks, hope you have a great weekend. Hope you have a great weekend. Brant, hope you have a great weekend. I hope you do, too. Thank you for having me. And Cam, hope you have a great weekend. Yes, sir. Go Hawks. For Cam, Brant, and Brooks, I'm Ryan. Thanks for tuning in today. We'll talk to you next week.